All right, before I suck your fuck, suck you both off, let's start this shit. Dude, yeah, we love you guys, man. I love you guys a lot, though. It's good. It's cool. Thanks for, uh, it's like interesting. We super just blessed to have this kind of relationship. When yeah. honestly, who knows how much percent of people can't say they have it. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. It's tough, man. Yeah, that's why it's Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boys to Men adventure. My name is Anderson. I'm Vito. It's your boy Oscar. Uh, we're back with another episode. Uh, wanted to apologize for our absence. Uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, everybody had a good time with their families. If you are listening yeah. in America, just uh, yeah, everybody had a good little break. Yeah, it's you know it's the holiday season for those of you guys on the east uh, coast of the United States. You know, snow is hitting. On the west, you know, they're still chilling with the sun. No, hey, dude. Whoa, whoa. We had Yesterday we had storms. sun. Yesterday we had sun, but the days before it were kind of were kind of gross. I didn't know. It was like good for like a little bit, but then it was That's making true. me depressed, man. I realized how much I love the sun. Yeah, the sun's really nice. I was like I fucking I yeah. love the sun. Turning like snow white. I'm turning my face. I feel like I get really white in the winter, and then in the summer, mm-hmm. I can get really dark. You don't it's need really any weird. of that darkness. You don't need any of that mel- mel- melanin. Yeah. But I, I love the sun as well. I fucking hate winters here. Do people get depressed? It's like a normal, like, uh, like it's like a very common thing to get depressed in the winter. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that. studies on that. Yeah. It's like a it's like, it's like seasonal affective disorder yes. or depression. It's the lack of sun. Yeah. The lack of light, dude. I yeah, felt that when I was at, I was like at work and I was like, dude, I, I miss the sun, man. Dude, I actually love the clouds. I don't like. Sun's nice, but I really like when it's gloomy. It's so chill. I feel like I can just stay home or like do homework or something. Yeah, see, I don't like that. I don't like having to. It makes me feel like I need to stay home and just chill. I can't yeah. go outside. I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's nice vibes sometimes, but imagine all the time, dude. Yeah, right. All the time, no sunlight. Fuck no. Hell no, dude. It's like, what do, you, what do you think Seattle got, like, hella depression rates? Do they actually, though? I think they have hella suicide rates. Yeah, it's the sun, the lack of sun. Yeah, sun is important. I mean, vitamin D and everything. Also, but, uh, this is the season where you see a lot of couples happening around you. Th- yeah. And it could be it's, very depressing uh, for some people. Who just want who just want to get cuffed for a little bit, <laughs> just for this little yeah, I mean, season, you know? You see people posting pictures around a tree, giving <laughs> presents out, dressed up all cozy next to each other, mm, with a fireplace. They got like their stockings <laughs> and shit. They're celebrating Christmas. Shit. Sweaters. You know, happy yeah, for I mean, those people. Good job to those you know, people. Yeah, honestly, it's awesome. It's cool. It's nice, you know. Sometimes you forge new relationships right around this, this uh, you know, right around the season. Um, other times, you know, maybe you're just spending time with the family and friends too. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like people coming home for the season or for the holidays. It's nice. Dude, you it's spend all time love, with people bro. you all care love. about. Yeah, but speaking about you know relationships, and I was thinking like. In terms of forging new relationships, I feel like the difference between new relationships and managing old ones 
is 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 quite different. Like there's a, there's a quite a difference. One for me, I feel like when you forge a new relationship, there needs to be effort put into actually establishing a strong connection. And whether that be like a new friend or you know a significant other, oftentimes I feel like as we get older, you know, there's like a little bit of catch up. But also if the connection is strong, you don't really need as much of a catch up. You just kind of like ride the, you know, ride the wave and you guys are feeling each other. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's cool in a lot of ways. And but when dealing with old relationships, I find that the effort is put into maintenance and, you know, trying to find time to spend time with them. Yeah, I feel the same way. So I think I think the point you're trying to get at is a lot of times people are spending times trying to recover what there was in the past with longer relationships mm. and they forget, you know, what makes the dynamic of a relationship that they value at the moment. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't what you see. Feel? I see what you're saying. I, I agree. I think I know what you're saying because I agree with what you are saying for the part that that it takes effort. Actually, I was probably just in my own head and thinking about what I... <laughs> so can you actually yeah, repeat, yeah. Here's can you repeat what you said? Can you repeat what you said? Here, maybe I'll do it like this. All right, we have values that you attain over time. And these values, you know, they grow, they evolve. As you meet new people, learn new things, experience new experiences, your value system changes. And for relationships that you've had or fostered for a long time, you know, you had a... You have with linked inside of that time relevant relationship, you know, what were your values at the time? And maybe you were really good friends with someone five years ago because you guys really bonded during a time that you you were really depressed or maybe you were really happy. And maybe five years later, you haven't seen each other. Now you have an entirely new set of values and that relationship that you were experiencing, you know, in the past. Is it transfer over to maybe your values at the moment? And if so then, you know, that's probably a really good relationship. But I'm saying maybe maybe we think too much of terms of the past and we keep capturing that moment in the past, but it hasn't really transgressed to the future now where your values are different. And so you have this false relationship in a way. And I, I, mm. this is just for, you know, I like what you're playing saying. devil's advocate. Um, yeah. And like, how do we manage that? And how that when you learn new relationships and foster old ones, like you were saying, Anderson, this is the dynamic that happens a lot with old relationships versus new relationships. That, yep. You know, do your old values clash with your new ones? And, you know, this is just propagated by your mm-hmm. relationship. As you're just saying. But that's yeah. a, with that in mind, that's why I was like, uh, I was going to go ahead and counter what you were going to say, Bun, because you said it might take a little extra effort to start a relationship versus continuing an old one. Because I think that the effort is still has to be equal for both. Mm. Because for like an old relationship, like you said, you had values in the beginning, and then you can't just not put in effort to really get keep getting to know that person and keep continuing to like let what your values are as you grow. Because then at the end at the end of it, it is like a false relationship you had. I think it's like you come back after five years, and you're not gonna be you shouldn't be stuck. At where the relationship was five years ago, like when you guys had a really good deep talk or something like that. Oh yeah, for sure. It shouldn't be stuck there. It should be 
now you learned from like everything and now you're both new you understand what every what each of you guys are now like what you guys have value now and mm-hmm. it takes effort to understand that and catch up with that hmm. yeah does that make sense yeah yeah i think it's um yeah i think you guys hit it pretty much on the doornail i think definitely what i didn't frame it as as much as i sorry i got my roommates there <laughs> they're in the background um, but yeah, I, I don't think I framed it the right way, but I definitely agree with you guys. Definitely the old values, uh, the values definitely change over time, especially uh, for a friend that you haven't seen for a long time, right? Who knows the way or the directions that you guys are going to grow? And who knows that if you guys do end up seeing each other in, in the future, you know, whether the relationship will be the same. I mean, it shouldn't be, right? But a lot of times what I find is that like connections and experiences often tie a person um, stronger than even, I don't know, beyond these kind of values or something, you know? Like, for example, whenever, let's say I have a friend from Germany, that my, my German brother, I probably won't see him for many years. And I only met him really for a brief moment in our total existence on earth and i know that when i see him it's gonna be kind of like you know like it, it, like almost like nothing we we've seen each other we haven't seen each other in such a long time and yet we're still able to be at that same level of comfortability and talk about certain mm-hmm. things and i think that's interesting to me because in a way when i think about managing old relationships that's how I kind of view a lot of the relationships. I don't put a lot of effort into constant upkeep onto what people are doing because I kind of bank everything on the moment that we do meet. I'm going to be fully present and there with you. Yes. And that connection that we've had doesn't go away. And, yeah, we can catch up on some things. You know, we obviously won't be able to catch up on everything if it's been such a long time. Mm -hmm. But we'll be able to talk about other topics, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily built around the experiences. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. For me, that's interesting because I couldn't say that with all of my past relationships that I have with people in the past. I think Mm -hmm. what makes a relationship really stand the test of time is how deeply you connected with a person at that moment in time. Like if you yes. are connected on a mm-hmm. on a really really personal level, like maybe you and that German person did, then going to the future, you know that at some point you guys really really understood each other like on that deeper level. Yeah, like you guys went sure. to the deepest things, like deeper than what your surface thoughts may have been. Maybe even deeper into like your inner psych. And that is the relationship that I think will really yeah. last. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> exactly. 100%. Even yeah. some relationships that I go into nowadays, I couldn't tell you if a lot of the people that I met in middle school or high school that I was really close with, if I could have a good conversation with them now. Um, and I don't know. That's that's an interesting point that you say, Anderson. You think it'll be easier to going into the future, talking to someone, having those pa- like making sure that what you have now you can still talk about and not just be hard stuck in the past because that's actually something really hard. How do you know it, that in this future, in this present time, 
that the other person may reciprocate these feelings or even the fact that your feelings in general are real. Like what if you're yeah. playing these games based on your memories and you're... Well, but what I was saying was more exactly to what you iterated in the first point, that connection. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the people that are even worth kind of even really maintaining this relationship for is is that is the people that I really have a deep connection for and it's exactly what you were kind of saying is that if you have a deep connection where <clears throat> you know you can just feel it both sides feel it and you're shaking to the core then that's a connection that lasts yes i think you're right i think um i think it's much easier to have that connection i think the connection that we're talking about is like in my opinion is like when you understand someone's character from the conversation you had. Um, and I think it's hard for that to happen when you're younger because when you're younger, like you're, you change all your, all your belief systems, all that will change in like mm-hmm. the teen years. So like a lot of times the friends you make when you're much younger will be completely new people in the future. And that's, I feel like those are the relationships you don't see happening in the long run. But like with you and your German friend, and I feel like with us, um, it's like we understand what, like we understand each other so well that I feel like even when we grow old, like we will stick to those values and stick to our character. But mm. once, but I feel like if any of us made like some prolific change or something, then like, and it's not the same recognizable person that you knew, then that's when I think the relationship will fail. But hmm. I think it's more like yeah, yeah. you really got close on the fact that your vibes and your charactership hmm. matched and like that deep connection you had. But once that like the deepness is like even though like you go away for a minute for like a good amount of time, no matter how many experiences that other person had, they will still have that same core yeah, core essence character essence thing. And I think that's what makes two people click together for sure in the long run mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right that's really mm-hmm. cool i have a really interesting question for you guys now so going forward mm-hmm. with this idea in mind you know i personally have a lot i think i have a good amount of people that in the past i was i was really cool with and everything and like i still love them. i still think they're my like really good friends so i haven't seen them in a while how would you go on approaching someone that in the past you had this really really deep connection and now in the future, you want to meet up, you want to talk, you want to, you know, gain that sense of trust and the familiarity that you had in the past, even mm. though you personally might not be that well at it. For example, when, you know, we've obviously talked to each other throughout our years going past high school yep. and into college. But I mean, there's some friends that I'd like to talk to, get to know more. But I mean, it feels awkward going into this. You know, like how mm. can I approach someone that I was so close to at the past with me being how different I am in these few years and still maintain that familiarity, familiarity, and that value between you two. Do you want to go first, Bud? Um, shit, I'm gonna try. I mean, I think it's hard. Like, it happened with me and a couple of middle school friends of mine. Um, one of them I was pretty tight with. You know, we used to chill all the time and during lunches. And I actually hadn't seen this guy in maybe like six years, right? And one day we saw each other um, in the store. And we're like, yo, what the hell? How you been? Blah, blah, Like, yo, we should grab some boba sometime and catch up. And sometimes maybe it just takes this little 
that little gesture, you know, like, okay, you reaching out. And it's like, okay. And then once we came to the Bobo, we caught up on a lot of things. And yeah, maybe it's not like you're going to be as close or something like that, you know. But it's still kind of nice to, in, in a way, like stoke the fire. Or another one of my middle school friends, I hadn't really talked or seen him for, again, a long, long time. And we've definitely grew in very different ways. And, um, well, one of the things was just shooting out a message. We, we text, and then next thing you know, we called, and, uh, you know, and then we were calling each other. And it's like, you have, if, you, if you have a deep level of relationship or connection, even from a young age, I think that there's still something there, you know. And there's oftentimes that history or the experience kind of carries over a little bit. Um, now, obviously, you can go in and talk, and then you can kind of feel each other's vibe. And if it's not the vibe, then, you know, it's not the vibe. But at least, in a way, you're able to kind of see and understand that. For sure. I don't know if I really answered that No, question. that makes sense. Well, actually, you, right. you brought up a different thing for me now, is that it goes back to what we were talking about in the very beginning. If you were as closest to someone as you thought in the beginning, then you're saying you're basing it off on your previous memories. That yes. At that moment in time, I truly felt as if I had bonded with this person. And, you yeah. know, that is a level that you're going to bring with you into the future. But if you're going forward and you're trying to meet this person again, someone that you haven't seen in a while, and it does turn out to be a situation like the one you described where maybe sometimes it's not as, like, you're so cool, maybe it just wasn't as close, yeah. or any of that, any, you know, different kind of situation like that. And what happens then? Like, you you were falsely led by your memories that you think yeah. was better at the time. And there's this nostalgia play into it where we value our memories, but in the future it might not be that case. So you might be making mistakes as you do this. Well, yeah. I don't think, the expect, I don't think you should set that expectation. Exactly. That's exactly what I would say. I think that you should definitely meet up with this person, like, for sure, because, like, just to show that effort that you're, you're down to, like, get to know them again and get to see what they've been up to and just be like a if that what you had in the past was real then you would obviously be down to do it like you should be if you mm-hmm. think if you genuinely think what you had in the past was real then you should do something about it but mm-hmm. i don't think that you it's fair to go in and to yourself even to expect that you're going to have that same bond that you had back then because mm-hmm. people change people figure out new stuff and people have different vibes as they grow older mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, but if you do vibe, if you do vibe again and still have that same, yeah. same thing, same like connection, then you should definitely go for it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it, what matters more is you had the effort to go in and actually talk to that person and yeah. see if that you guys were still vibing. But you still, you're still going to care about that guy, but it's just, he's just not going to be as close as you thought you were going to be. And you just got to accept that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't want to say I don't do that. Like, I'd, obviously, that's the better choice. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to point out a human fallacy yeah, in a way. Yeah, for sure. Like maybe might I think it is, but I completely agree. I like that approach. Mm-hmm. You know, you should always try to. You know, if you really did have a really good relationship, just go out, talk to that person, and you know, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, exactly. You know? What's the like, worst? There's nothing bad yeah. that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I honestly feel like we naturally do this, anyways. You mm-hmm. know, it's a kind of like we're really just break we're breaking it down analysis yeah <laughs> like having it a breakdown <laughs> which is in a way it's kind of good because we're 
really trying to understand, I guess, why we do these things and how we value who we want to connect with and who we want to reach out to. Because there's plenty of people, you know. For you, actually. I've never had this experience. I've never had to go through this experience, actually. Really? Because I feel like I've never, I've never, like, been the guy to get, like, really close to some people. Mm. Like, I just never really have been. It's more like I stay close to, like, just a few people. And then I, like, Mm. stay really close to them. And then... That's true. I'm like you. Well, <laughs> I've been there, like you open up quick. You yeah. tell everybody your story. You hear their story quick, hmm. which is a gift. And you're good at hmm. that. I've never been good at that. Yeah. Dude, it's really funny. I was um, actually at this most recent party, my friends, V and Peter. I don't know hmm. if you noticed, but they're there. I don't. You don't know him, Anderson, but. Uh, no, I know. I met him. Oh, yeah, cool. When we were at the backyard and you were talking to Gino, you guys were having like uh-huh. a really deep moment. And oh, they're yeah. like, they came up to me and I was like, damn, like, is that Anderson? Is like, and that's Gino. And they're, you know, they're having this deep moment. <laughs> and I was laughing and I was like, yeah, Anderson does this. With this everybody. Is, it's great. This is his ability. And I was told him, <laughs> you should talk to him. You should, you yeah, should, you should. It's therapeutic. It, <laughs> it should, is. Like, it really is. talk to this man <laughs> and experience what he has to <laughs> offer. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You have that gift. But see, that's why I could see it's like kind of like it could be hard for you because then you have made that connection with somebody, bud, because it's natural. And then you got to yeah. like pick and choose which one you got to keep. Yeah. It's just that like, it, it happens so natural for you. Like for me, I don't really, it's hard. Like even sometimes with us, it's like hard for me just to sit down and talk because I mm. never really got good at that. It never was really my thing. I like, I like to do shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be like a certain mood or something to just talk. Yeah, and the big's a big part of how do you maintain that relationship that you really value in the past? And it's easy for people like Anderson where it just comes naturally, but what about for people like me and you? And I don't even think we're necessarily bad at it. It's mm-hmm. just we're not amazing at it. Exactly. Yeah. I think what it is is human relation. Um, dealing with humans is hard. Like humans are complex creatures, and especially in terms of emotions and thoughts and behaviors relationships basically are a culmination of all of those things Mm -hmm. and trying to manage it between two different two or more different parties right and in essence i think that though you guys can may say that okay i'm a natural at it or whatever i think that every single person on this planet can do exactly that everybody everybody can it just it comes yeah. easier for some people because like you don't yeah. have a barrier for it like i kind of have a barrier for mm-hmm. it like i have like a guard up hmm. you know what Absolutely. what is what why do you think you have a guard up just i don't know why you're doing it to me now man <laughs> i was about to mention this exact <laughs> moment uh, two things like first uh, uh first is that when we talk to people I noticed that Anderson does this thing where he'll look at you with dead in the eyes and he'll be like, why? Yeah. Literally, why? Like, it's good. And then if you answer, <laughs> Wait, what? if you answer, you know, whatever the, whatever the question is or whatever your, your reflection point is, he'll, he'll mm. go again. Why? <laughs> it's good. No, cause you, you like, listen, you listen, mm. you listen. Right. And then you say something that like goes really well with what, they're talking about and then they just keep talking mm-hmm. hmm. i'm not good at that true sorry and the second thing i wanted to mention 
is that if you were to want to connect with someone in the past or just in general, good conversational skills, um, you know, a lot of times people, if you two people that have their guards up, maybe like me and you, and not in the most, you know, liberal way that could be said. Yeah. If that if that interaction turns out just be like, okay, that was cool. It was really nice meeting you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, take care, man. That instantly kind of stops that chain of relationship that you had because you didn't have the conversational skills or the you know the human management relational ship skills to further make that relationship get better. Like maybe the first time wasn't as good, but if you go a second time, it would be. So Anderson, mm. I wanted to see what do you do normally that you go and talk to people and make relationships okay. on a personal basis. How do you <laughs> connect to someone on that psych level, psych A level mm, and yeah. really bring about that yeah, relationship us between empathy. people? Well, okay. <laughs> you know what it is? Like after you guys were talking about this and I had a conversation with my other friend, what it is, it's, I don't like, I have this thing about going against societal norms. And for me, of a societal norm I especially <clears throat> despise are surface-level questions. It's what you would call small talk. Small talk, okay. Yeah. And what I realized throughout my life, throughout our lives, there's certain stages where there's, like, that typical small talk question. How's the In weather? In high school, yeah, well, there's that. But there's also, like, these key ones that are defined within a specific phase and the phase is typically defined by a by like your demographic or where you are in your life journey. One of these questions, for example, would be like if you're in high school and you're a senior or junior, it's like, what college are you going to? Um, or what are you planning on studying? Huh. And yeah. Dude, these are good tips. <laughs> I need to write these down. You got to share these. Well, but the thing is like, see, when people, because people are so used to asking slash being asked this question, it becomes a surface level question. It's small talk. You reply, you know, and then you give like a very generic answer. You know, you don't ex- you don't you don't expect because people don't expect people to actually be interested in that. Yeah, you're right. Right. But what happens is that for me. I hate that shit because for me, small talk is no talk. And for me, I think that the way you can really, the easiest way to just get past that little level is to one, ask it with genuine sincerity and to re-ask the question if they give you a surface level answer. So for example, I'll ask someone like, yo, how you been? Right. And then they'll say some. Oh, I'm good. Let's role play. Oh, like, exactly. oh, I'm, I'm just chilling. Just chilling. How I'll, about you? Well, man? I've been good. I've been, you know, I've been, you know, doing this and this and this. But actually, though, how you how you been, though, bro? Oh, see, that's you good. Know? That's good. Because a lot of times I would just say, like, hey, what's wow. up? How you been? And I'm just like, they're like, good. I'm like, oh, I've been great, too, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. See, but you you're good at because you, you keep the interest going. Like you you want to talk to that person. Sometimes there's people you just don't want to talk to. Well, yeah. I mean, there's people I don't want to talk to all the time, and then I'll, I'll leave it like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if there's someone that you, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people where you're like, man, I do want to get to Yeah, know there this is, person. for sure. You know, and, and all it takes is that 
little step, that extra, that extra little nudge. It's just a little bit, and the the things that it can open up, it's pretty unbelievable. Like, dude, it happened with this one chick. I don't even talk. I've met once, talked to once, and honestly, we ran into each other as I was going home. And all I asked, I was just, you know, how you been? And um, she was, uh, you know, she she didn't seem like she was the happiest in her life. And all I was like, okay. Well, actually, though, how you been? And then she goes in and she talks. And sometimes you'd be surprised because people do want to talk. People do. And people, people want to talk about themselves as well. And especially exactly what we were talking about before, you know. You can't bottle emotions and feelings up. It's so much better to just let it out and talk to someone about it. What do you do with people that like, what do you do? Sorry for interrupting, but what do you do for the people that like, you could tell that they don't really want to talk to you? Do you just let Mm. them go or do you just like, like, okay, fine. Like we'll do another day, like subconsciously type shit or. Yeah. I mean. You just respect it. Yeah, definitely engaging it like that. You have to know that vibe. It's more of like. Yeah, it's so weird. I'm like, I feel like I'm putting this like pedestal. I I don't like I don't, <laughs> don't want to be. I'm not a guru by any means. I'm gonna put this out there for sure. Okay, We're just I'm asking not, some questions, man. Yeah, I know, I know. But I just, I'm not a master at dealing with human relations. But I'm I'm gonna try and answer this to the best that I can. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, every person is different, and there's definitely more reserved people. And there's definitely people who are more conservative with how they feel. And especially people who have trust issues, this is more apparent, right? And what I find is that by me opening up a little bit, me opening up first. I think that's what it is. It helps to disengage, right? I think right? that's what it is. Show a little bit of vulnerability I, first. Yes. There you go. Exactly. So how would you initiate that? Um, so it's like like what in, said. in what kind of scenario? For example, if you <clears throat> ask someone, how are you? And they're like, good. And you're like, oh, no, really, how are you? Definitely. Because, like, what he was, his example was, like, he asked someone, how are you? And then, like, someone asked him first, how are you? And then he actually, like, gave, like, a decent mm. answer. He actually gave, like, an answer that's not, like, a one-word answer. He gave, like, oh, I'm doing this, 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 da 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 I'm actually doing, sh-, like, what actually how he feels and what's going on with his life versus saying, oh, I've been great. Like, uh, life's been good or something like that. Mm. Yes. But, actually, yeah, I mean, in this situation, if you were to ask someone the second time, how are you, and they didn't respond positively, do you just go ahead and break their barrier that they put up and just start talking about yourself? Or how, how do you make that decision? Well, okay, so I think in that scenario, you mean you've already tried opening up a little bit of yourself exactly. by mm-hmm. a- answering, and then you ask again, and then they're still not responding? Or maybe even the um, fact that you ask the question... And they'd never responded well enough for you to have a chance to do this. Like to open up, you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like if they asked you, yet. how are you? Right there's your opportunity. But how right? could you Instead get that of off giving, of the first sign? Yeah, exactly. The first one. So when people ask me, how are you? I don't just say good. I'll tell them. Like, I'll tell them how I've been. I'll tell them what's going on. I like you know that. I, mean? I think I'm going to start doing that from now yeah, on. Yeah, I'm actually putting it <laughs> in my mind. I'm actually going to start because I do like to give one-word answers. Like, yo, Same, I've been, dude. Like I, a, 
completely at fault for this. Yeah, because I definitely see I see a lot of people, especially because I work at a clinic. I see mm-hmm. a lot of people like you have to talk to them. And yeah. I realize that me just giving one word answers leads to like a more awkward conversation in the long run. Mm. More like, oh, we ran out of shit. To, I feel like that's my biggest thing is I feel like I run out of shit to talk about. No, me too. Mm. I, I've been really wanting to up, like improve my conversational skills. Exactly. I think that's why it's so good that we're doing this podcast too. Like I love this podcast because we get to talk. Exactly. I think it has helped in a my... way. Yeah. Like I f- have, have you guys found I find myself finding words easier yes. Yes, as for I sure. talk and conversate with people. I have more fun started. talking to people too now after the, since this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think one it's thing big for me is I I like to ask exactly what you're saying. Dig a little deeper into people now because of this podcast. Yeah. I feel like I have more mm-hmm. to say about specific things or or you know like digging deeper into a problem or or whatever conversation you might be into. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, but to to address your point, Oz, yeah, I, I think, you know, every obviously if the person is feeling even, you know, especially after all, that's just like this preliminary, you know, kind of gauges. Um, yeah, just let it be like, all right, you know. Yeah, you got to like know when to just let it go, huh? You can't just yeah, keep forcing exactly. it on. Exactly. You can't push that, you know. But it, well, what you can do is always end on a good note, you know, and on a kindness. It's like, all right, well, I, I really hope you have a good day, you know, um, and I hope you stay well or something like that, you know. And you just live off and then smile. Honestly, I found out, too, um, I was working on this for a while, actually, smiling. And knowing that like, person's I, name, huh? Have you ever, like, yeah, had that? knowing like, a person's name is very important. I've been getting better at that, too, because I've been writing in my yeah, journal every day. It. And have That's a, little a good question. fucking idea. Well, it's like, dude, yo, I met this person. I got it from my German brother. Huh. Oh, you're a fucking genius. I'm gonna start doing that. I want to start writing though. <laughs> dude, well, for me, writing in in handwritten journals so hard. I've like started so many in my life and haven't continued. But what I like about this one that I've started doing is it's on my phone, and I have a template already made and it's just like all these same questions and it's like what are your key moments from your day you know any new connections today and i make the questions for myself Mm -hmm. so that they're interesting to answer um and i actually got it from my german brother and ever since he showed me i've been keeping up with it every day good so you're recording questions of your day or do you have um sorry questions in your mind for the day or are you just t- like writing what your day consisted of? No, so here, like here, I can even read you guys my template. I think what you're saying was that you had like a template, right? Like you have like key yes. questions that you try to fill out throughout the day. And yes, like, I mean, exactly. you're not actively doing it. Are you actively doing it throughout the day? Or are you like kind of no, like, no, no, no. At no. the end of the I day, then you like rethink yes. about what you did. Because I remember the point that he gave me was that, especially when you're backpacking, you can even meet someone right before you go to bed. And you want to be able to log that. Yes. Also, um, so f- what were you saying? Uh, you said the key thing. I When I interrupted about giving your name, you said something else. You got to remember. Oh, something. smiling. Smiling. Sorry. Dude, smiling. I realized that smiling is so dope. Mm-hmm. Because I often, oftentimes like see rent, like strangers and shit, you know, passing by. And... 
I'll walk by them and we'll like give each other glances. Obviously, we see each other, and before I wouldn't even smile, and then after we walk by, I was like, damn. You know, I, I wish I kind of smiled. Or what would happen was the other person would smile, and then I, like, it almost as a reaction, I want to smile because you know it's like it's like a little yeah. nod. I actually do do that. I do do that <clears throat> a lot. I try to smile as much as I can. Yeah, it's nice. that's nice, man. No, it's completely what you're saying. If I see someone smile, it makes me smile. Yeah, it's such a nice interaction to have. Mm-hmm. Instant good vibes yeah. from that person. It's true. Yeah. But yeah, I, I basically write down um, a template for questions and I just answer them. And nice. I put them, in, like sometimes I write I write it in my voice and I ask it in a way that's like funny. So it's like, uh, I have one question where it's like, did you live to your fullest potential today? If yes, you're wrong. 